Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. Today we are doing a scene study. Today's scene is Act 1, Scene 2 from Michael Gow's Away, the scene between Tom and Meg. We're going to break this scene down, talk about how we might approach it with our students, and then talk about this complicated scene that seems so simple at first. Without further ado, let's get to it. Away is an Australian play written in 1986 by Michael Gow. My Year 8 Acting Essentials module is currently working on this script for performance. For a little background, students at our school have compulsory drama from grade prep to year 9, but they get to choose their modules for year 7 and 8, with a new drama course each year at year 9 to suit interests and skill. One of the year 8 modules is called Acting Essentials. In this module, we use the Victorian curriculum as a foundation for building acting skills in our impassioned young people. Every three weeks or so, we work a new scene with ever-increasing levels of sophistication. We start with neutral scripts, then we looked at scenes from Face to Face by David Williamson and Hotel Sorrento by Hanny Rayson before we head into Cloud Street. We analyse Away by Michael Gow. I think scene two of Away is terrific for this age group. It's set just before Christmas holidays 1967. The students have just finished performing A Midsummer Night's Dream for their family and friends, and while caught up in the emotions of post-show excitement and despair, they say their goodbyes. A budding friendship has emerged between Tom and Meg. Tom played Puck, and he has a gift for Meg. A special gift. A brooch. Tom. Tom is an English immigrant that now lives in Australia. Tom knows that he is dying of leukaemia, despite his family not telling him anything about it. Everyone in Tom's family is determined to have a good holiday, since it might just be their very last one together. Meg. Meg is the daughter of Gwen and Jim. Tom and Meg become friends while working on the school play. They become close, but problems arise when they realise the dark reality that time is limited with Tom. I'm now going to read a scene from Michael Gow's play, just for context. It'll take a minute, so please, relax. Scene 2. Backstage. Tom and Meg. You going away tomorrow? Yeah, we're leaving really early. Well, have a good time. Where are you going? Up the coast. Some beach. Have a good time. Bound to. See you. Yeah, see you in pictures. You too. No thanks. You were really good in the play, Bull. You were. Cut it out. I'll get a fat head. My olds are waiting. Anyway, I got this for you. As a memento of the play. Thanks. It was a real laugh being in the play with you. No, no, no. It was. It was. So I got you something as a token of my appreciation. What is it? If you open it up, you might find out. It's a piece of junk, actually. Actually, I nicked it. But it's a thought that counts. You nicked it. Actually, I got a night job and slogged me guts out for ten years to pay for it. A brooch? A mere bauble. It's really nice. That's really nice of you. No, stop before you start sobbing. I really like it. It's from the bottom of my heart, actually. I wish I'd got you something. I have some beautiful memories. Oh, yuck. Sick, eh? It was good fun, though. Pity it was only for one night. Fancy doing it night after night like in America. Play has gone on for years there. London, too. Wouldn't you get sick of it? Depends who was in it. Be great if you'd hated everyone's guts. But then it'd only be the same as a proper job. What are you going to do when you grow up? An engine driver? You? I'll wait and see. 
I'd better be going. Thanks for the brooch. It matches your eyes. Yellow? Joke. <laughs> Sorry. Well, the olds? Have a good Christmas. D don't go yet. Why? This is fun. What is? Trying to think of things to say. We haven't done the weather yet. Do you really like the brooch? Yep. Good. I really like it. It was either jewellery or perfume, but it's hard to buy perfume from someone you don't know very well. You need to know their personal chemical makeup. I could have got something on spec, but it mightn't have worked on you, and you'd have to put it on and stunk like a dead dog. You wouldn't have been able to wash it off either. You have to wait till something like that fades. You wouldn't be so nice about me in the play then, hey? My name would be Mud. That's why I went for the jewellery. Safer. Better bet. Actually, I, I asked around a few places. Got a bit of advice. Shop girls and that. And they said jewellery. Most of them. They said I should opt for jewellery. A few suggested some perfume. Very subtle stuff. Couldn't actually smell it. One of them tried some on and I was halfway down her neck before the smell registered. Pointless. Well, I still wish I'd got you something. Bottle of gin would be nice. Oh, or a Harley Davidson. Is he a poet? It's a bike. I knew that. Poet? Why would I want a poet? Maybe you read poetry. Me? Come on, me? You might be. You're pretty deep. Pretty quiet. Soulful. Still waters run deep. My father's always saying that. Still waters stink. So what are the first things we do when we get given a script or a play or a scene? Number one, we remember the C word. Context. Who, what, when, where, why. But there are three contexts for each play. The written context, the performed context, and the play's context. The written context. Who wrote it? When did they write it? Where did they write it? What were they writing about? Why was it written? The performance context. Who is performing it? Who is the audience? When are they performing it? Why are they performing it? What are they performing? Where is it being performed? And then the play's context. Who are the characters? What do they do? When do they do it? Where do they do it? And why do they do it? Students research and then discover each context. Away is a great example of these three contexts. Performed in 2018, written in 1986, and set over the Christmas holidays of 1967-68. What a clear example of these three different contexts. And then, we read the play. We understand it. That's number two. Number three, we read any writer's notes or director's notes from previous productions. Number four, we create a character profile from the information gained from reading and researching the play. Number five, we consider our character's journey from the start to the end of the play. Six, we reflect on the character's objectives, motivations, and obstacles. Number seven, we break the play into scenes, if not done already, and then into beats. We name those beats. Eight, we read the script aloud with purpose and objectives within those beats. We re-evaluate our beats. Nine, we annotate our scripts. We add in any blocking. Make sure we underline any words we don't quite understand or phrases we're not sure about. We make sure we know what we're saying at all times. And number ten, we play our scene, our characters, and the situation. We let the work help us. We rehearse. Now this scene and play is delightfully difficult to break into beats. Or deceptively simple. I wonder which. The scene can be played a number of ways for a number of reasons, and that's why it's fun to work on. Almost every line is a gift for a pair of actors. Meg's mum Gwen is intolerable, and her father is a sap or a peacekeeper. 
Meg needs to leave before Gwen blows her lid about something, but she's drawn back to Tom, even when she's given cues to leave. Tom wants Meg to stay. He needs her to. He has something for her, a gift, a brooch. But how did he get it? He says it was stolen. He says it's junk. He says he paid for it. He said he asked around for advice, and he says it's a mere bauble. Can we trust Tom? Can Meg trust Tom? Is Tom giving these gifts to everyone? We know from reading the play what Tom knows and what he eventually asks of Meg. This scene can exist without outside information, and it is clear what's happening. They even say it out loud. They're having fun trying to stay in the conversation, but running out of things to say. They both want to be there. But we also find out how much Meg needs to leave, what Tom is dealing with, how long they've been friends, and what Tom wanted all along. Each of these new pieces of information lead us to interpreting the scene very differently. Tom could be a charismatic guy with a plan, or is he a hopeless romantic with a funny accent? They're both self-deprecating, and they're both keen on one another. They both exist within strange family dynamics, and they're looking for an out, for some fun. Here's a key moment in the scene that all actors will interpret differently. Look at this. Have a good Christmas. Don't go. Why? This is fun. What is? Try to think of things to say. We haven't done the weather yet. Or, have a good Christmas. Don't go. Why? This is fun. What is? Try to think of things to say. We haven't done the weather yet. Or, have a good Christmas, don't go. Why? Well, this is fun. What is? Try, try to think of things to say. Well, we haven't done the weather yet? This scene is incredibly hard to put into beats. Their conversation changes on a dime, but stays about the same thing. There is one clear moment when he gives her the gift. After that, it's Tom pursuing his goal of keeping Meg in the scene, and Meg worrying about her mum my interpretation, or just wanting to get away from Tom, this guy who's putting it on a bit hard, the student's interpretation. Although it is hard to deny the spark between the two and how the rest of the play turns out, this scene is purposely ambiguous and it's a delight to work on with young people. 1967, 1986 or 2018. It's just some young lovers hoping to fend off the rest of the world and its responsibilities. Or... Is it? Well, that's all from us at The Aside. There are a load of episodes in the bank, so feel free to find one that piques your interest. You can email us at asidepodcast at outlook.com with a question, or you can give us some feedback. Thank you very much to Eltham College for letting us record here. Aaron Sell for providing the music to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening.